Welcome to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 7 of the Blarney podcast. Coming up this week, we recap last week's dramatic Aviva Premiership win over Exeter Chiefs. We also look ahead to this weekend's important European game versus Grenoble at the Medeski Stadium and bring you all the latest team news. And we bring you an exclusive interview with new interim London Irish head coach, Glenn Delaney. Last weekend, London Irish welcomed Exeter Chiefs to the Medeski Stadium. In a dramatic game, Irish outscored the Chiefs by four tries to two, with tries coming from Alex Lewington, Tom Guest and a brace from Blair Cowan. Despite this, the boot of Exeter's Gareth Steenson kept them in the game, and with three minutes to go, they took the lead. Then, in the final seconds of the game, Shane Garrity landed a drop goal to win for Irish. Andrew, what a game, and a crucial bonus point as well. Yeah, bonus point was actually wrapped up after only 60 minutes, so that showed you... Um, the rugby, the exciting brand of rugby that London Irish supporters always want the Exiles to play was clearly on show. A um, little bit disappointed with the uh, discipline because that allowed Exeter and their excellent goal-kicking fly-half Gareth Steenson to bring them back into the game and that obviously led for what was a dramatic finish but if you're ever going to win a game you'd probably rather win it in the dying seconds the way we did. Obviously it just makes for a great spectacle. And you know you look throughout the Premiership on on the weekend, and the way Gloucester beat Saracens, it was also in a very dramatic fashion. And uh, yeah, it's a little bit nervy for supporters, but uh, the relief afterwards and the excitement, and the enjoyment was uh, was brilliant. And three home wins on the bounce now, and great to see all crowd on their feet as well. So clearly they're enjoying the the wins that are coming at home and, you know, exciting rugby. Uh, listen, from working within the organisation, you and I both know how hard these guys are working. Um, you know, the table doesn't lie, we are where we are, but the confidence that the boys play with in training and how hard they're working was actually demonstrated in that last three minutes because you wouldn't expect a side that was so low in the table to be able to win a penalty from their own scrum in the 22 with 19 seconds left on the clock, kick the ball up and... Roll up, roll on, and uh, and put themselves in an opportunity to win the game. You know, a, 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 a side lacking confidence wouldn't have been able to execute that properly. And I think the fact that what happened happened demonstrates that we've possibly turned a corner, and we are moving forward in the right direction. And also, when David Pace lined up to take that line out, the clock turned red. Then, so everything from then yeah, on was has to be accurate, has to yeah. be executed, a hundred percent. And uh, yeah, brilliant. And now time to run us with the latest team news, Andrew. So for this weekend's game with Grenoble, there's just been a couple of changes from the side that won last weekend at Exeter. Uh, let's start with the front row where Tom Court, David Pace and Halani Olika continue with the skipper George Skimmington uh, this week partnering Jeb Sinclair who returns from injury to uh, come straight into that second row. Nick Rouse has obviously been injured for large parts of the season, was not registered initially for Europe, so that's the selection there. Tom Guest, Blair Cowan and Afisa Trevor Ennis make up the back row. Scott Steele, Shane Garrity partnering at halfback with Eamon Sheridan coming into the midfield to partner Ferguson Walkrone. And last week's uh, back three of Alex Lewington, Topsy Ojo, who was man of the match, had an outstanding game, and Andrew Fenby in the back three. Uh, on the bench, you've got Jimmy Stevens, Leo Halavatau and Jeff Cross with Dan Leo, Kieran Lowe, Tomorso Leary, Miles Dorin and Tom Homer to come off the bench. So that's the 23 that Glenn Delaney's selected for uh, the the game this weekend and hopefully they can get the job done against Grenoble. And obviously the biggest news this week coming out of London Irish is that Brian Smith has left the club and Glenn Delaney stepped up as head coach. 
Yes, uh, news that came out earlier this week. Brian's obviously, um, you know, got got some um, family issues, so he's, he's headed back to Australia on compassionate grounds. And Glenn steps in as the interim head coach. Uh, Glenn's been there and done it. Um, he's obviously held many roles at Nottingham uh, and where he was hugely successful. So he comes in, he's got very good pedigree, great experience and, and a chance for, for Glenn to show what he can do at the highest level of domestic uh, club rugby in this country. And Tom Coventry joining us next season. Andrew, can you tell the fans a little bit about him? Yes, uh, again, comes from a great environment in New Zealand. You know, won two Super Rugby titles with the Waikato Chiefs in the last three years. Uh, worked with some of the best players and coaches in the world and uh, looking for an opportunity to, to step up, as all coaches do, and, uh, you know, enjoy a new challenge that, you know, keeps coaches fresh and current. And uh, he's already expressed that with what he said in the media back in New Zealand and in our press release as well. So, yeah, really good coup for London Irish. He's um, a top-caliber coach. He's proven uh, in, in the Southern Hemisphere, and hopefully we can we can see him uh, come to, the, to London Irish and, and do similar things. And earlier this week, we caught up with Glenn about his new position. So, Glenn, thank you for joining us on uh, on this week's Blarney podcast. Uh, this week, in, a, in your new role as the interim head coach, um, clearly it's been a busy week at London Irish. Can you give us you know, your thoughts on this new uh, position you're going to be seeing it through to the end of the season? Yeah, it's, it's been a huge amount of change and, and um, you know, upheaval and, and a lot of, you know, I guess, different, different thoughts and, and bits and pieces, but... With it being a short week, um, we had to really get the lads focused 100% back on the game, and you know what's happened has happened, and, and you know we're all trying to move through through that into into new new roles, and not least uh, least myself, but I think the um, the support I've had from the the owners, the the directors, and, and more importantly from from the players um, about the objective of this week's game has has been been great. So we've just really hoed in and got stuck into it, really. Because that might be a question from supporters: is we're played on a Sunday afternoon, obviously. The early part of this week, news broke, um, and obviously we play a, a huge European game on the Saturday. Now, you know, people looking in would think clearly that's going to have distractions, but obviously you've just put that to bed, I guess. Yeah, no. Look, we we had a meeting first thing um, Tuesday morning with the team, and they were they were informed of, of what had gone on, and also more importantly informed of what's happening. Mm. And um, I think. You know, these are always very, very difficult times, but in professional sport it happens. It's not something that doesn't happen. So when it does happen, people tend to deal with it in their own way. But more importantly, if you if you give them some focus and some direction afterwards, they can concentrate on the process of what they, they are and, and the, the skill sets they've got to deliver as rugby players. So we were pretty fortunate that we've, we've you know, two big days of training. I don't think they've really had the chance to let their minds wander too far from what the tasks are because this game on, on Saturday is, is, is massive for us. I guess now let's look back to Sunday before we look forward to Grenoble. Um, a great win, a dramatic win. I bet you'd probably rather <laughs> have it won with five minutes to go rather than five minutes after the final Yeah, minutes gone. I think you'd, you'd, you'd take a win any way you can get it and sometimes it takes the full 83 minutes, I think it was yeah. at the time. Um, you know, in fairness, uh, if you'd have offered us five points before the game, we'd have bitten your hand off because Exeter are a team that are, that are pushing for top four and have been consistent in that area all season. So they're a good side. Um, they're well organised, well coached. Um, guys who, who coach them I've got a huge amount of respect for and have, have done for a long time. You know, um, I've come up against those guys for the last nine, ten years through through their travels from, from the lower leagues and up. So they're a good team and um, that's a big scalp for us. And 
you know, it was it was pretty clear that it meant quite a lot to our lads. And you know, there were there were times in the game where things weren't going brilliantly for us at, at points, but there was some fantastic attacking play. And mm. you know, I think Rich, Richie Wiffen needs a lot of credit for some of the, the the attacking stuff that he he put in for the game because there was some off the training ground moves there that um, that Richie was at the heart of. So, you know, I was very pleased for him. Um, and and then really delighted for the lads because the final series of plays probably the most composure in a tight game that I've seen in the two and a half years I've been here. That showed me that we have got the potential to win massive games because just as the line-out was formed, the um, timekeeper announced that time was up. So I was like, right, we've, we've got everything against us and one little thing could go wrong and turn, turn it away. But we executed the line-out, executed the drive. Tomas managed that brilliantly. Then we go wide and, and Alex Lunton gets involved and everyone did their part and did every role perfectly. And that's what led to Shane having the chance to bang a drop goal. And fair play to Shane, he's nailed it. So you walk off from that thinking, you know, really satisfied that we've been able to execute a lot of high-level skill under the most pressure that you can, which is to win the game. And I guess from your side as well, I mean, Exeter, I think, since you joined the club, were a team, the only team in the league you hadn't beaten as a coach. So yeah. I guess now you've got the scalp of every team in the league. Yeah, it was it was one of the the last thing to check off really was was to knock them over and um you know we we were all pretty pleased with that as a as a coaching team so you know it's uh it's now just on to the European thing and you know the the league can help us get some form into these games and I think it's it's given us that opportunity because you know against Saracens I didn't think we put a put a shot and we didn't really fire a shot and we were disappointed and against Exeter we fired four shots scored mm. four tries. And now we've got to roll into Grenoble, who are top six in, in, in the, the French league. A very, very good side, well coached by Bernard. Um, it's a hell of a challenge, but it's a hell of, a, hell of an opportunity if we get it right. And we want to get it right. You know, these, these boys are desperate to get it right. So um, that's been the focus of our week, really. And it is a huge game. I mean, you get the win here and a, and a bonus point. You put yourself in a hot seat for a quarterfinal berth and huge game. Yeah, well, that's why we're in this. You know, this is a funny trade to work in where you judge from week to week. And the one thing you want is to have the biggest contests at certain points in times to really test yourself and test your resolve. And um, I think our boys are, are ready for that that test. Um, we're trying to keep keep them composed, and they've got some fairly simple things that we want them to try and achieve this weekend. And you know, we'll judge them on how they achieve those things. You know, the the result will be the result. You know, we all want that, but we've got to we've got to work towards that to get there. So. We've given them quite a clear framework of what we'd like them to, to achieve in the match. And I'm dead sure, dead sure if we achieve what we want, we'll win that game. So, you know, we can talk about the outcome, but let's talk about the processes of what leads to that. And finally, uh, just to touch on Tom Coventry, who was confirmed as the new head coach for, for next season. Uh, how much do you know about him and what sort of a, a, an appointment is he for London Irish? Oh, look, I know people who work with Tom. Um, Wayne Smith's been working with Tom for a, for a long time and... Um, Friends of mine who coach in New Zealand and Australia talk very highly of him, and you know know that he's a good man. I've not had first-hand experience with Tom, but um, you know, look, I can reference him pretty well through the the New Zealand uh, New Zealand side of life, and um, he, he comes back as a man with with good values, hard work, integrity, um, the things that you would you would want to have in a head coach. So um, I think he'll he'll clearly represent the values that that, that Mick and Phil and, uh, and and the board are trying to put through this club. Um, they've chosen him, so. Absolutely, you know, if, if he's good enough for them, he'll be good enough for uh, for us. I'm I'm convinced of that, and um, he'll bring his, his own brand. He's come from an, a very successful franchise in the Waikato Chiefs. Uh, he's done a bit of international work and is continuing to to do that with with Samoa through the World Cup. So, you know, the the key thing really is that um, 
he get it, gets in here, gets to working with the group, and um, you know we'll see where where we are when that that comes. But you know the key thing for me is to focus on the present. The, the decision's been made for the club to, as to where, what direction we're heading in, and it's very very positive. And I think um, you know the players seem to be um, very very receptive to the fact he was coming, and uh, you know we're moving on with it. Perfect. Well, Glenn, thanks very much for your time, and uh, all the best on Saturday. Thanks, mate. And now joining us on the Blarney podcast is Charles Litzfair from the commercial department to run us through what's going on at the Medeski this weekend. Charlie? This weekend we have live music from the Lagan, playing live before and after the match. At the other end of the crack in Diggers Pound there's the Balloon Modeler and the Face Painters along with the Bouncy Castle and some outdoor games. Round in front of the Megastore, Gap Passing Challenge will be in full flow with the Crest Scrum Unit to have your picture taken with before and after the game. Join us upstairs after the match for a Q&A with Glenn Delaney, who can talk you through all what's going on at the club at the moment and the man of the match presentation. And that's just about all we have time for for this week's Blarney. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe and download and leave us a review so we know what news you want to hear. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to The Blarney, the official London Irish podcast.